This is the Friday Fiction Podcast, and I'm E.L. Drayton, bringing you short stories I've written, read by me, every month. You'll hear stories of fantasy, science fiction, mystery, suspense, and each of them less than 10 minutes. For exclusive access to all of my Friday Fiction stories, become a patron today and you can take advantage of these rewards. Starting at just $3 a month for a quick fix, you'll get a brand new short story every Friday and a personal message from me as a thank you on all of my social media. For an additional $2 a month while you're on the go, you'll get access to every single podcast episode I record and without this intro. But if you want to stay a while, might I recommend supporting me at the $7 a month level, where you'll not only get everything I've just told you about, but I'll send you one convenient MP3 file that will include all of my Friday fiction stories every month. To find out more about these and other amazing rewards, visit my creator page at www.patreon.com pdbooks for details. Now, on to today's Friday fiction story. The Newsstand, written January 17th, 2020, 716 words. The Newsstand wasn't just a place to buy lottery tickets, newspapers, and chewing gum. At least, not this particular newsstand. As Slim's newsstand on the corner of Fairview and Sussex was where anyone who knew him would go for some of his magic elixir. Now don't get me wrong, I know that magic isn't real. It's a thing we let children believe because they're too young to be told the truth. But it's what Slim offers to us adults, and who are we to question Slim? You have to understand, Slim is 113 years old. To look at him, you'd think he wasn't a day over 50, but it's what he tells all of his customers, and none of them have dared to question him. I think it has to do with the tattoo he has across his neck. It reads devil in thick black letters. As it happens, one day I was standing behind a woman and her child at Slim's newsstand. The woman was buying the morning paper. I had my heart set on the last scientific magazine I could see just over Slim's shoulder and was glad to hear that was not what the woman ahead of me wanted. The little girl sucked her thumb and stared at Slim, who couldn't resist looking down at her and winking before giving her a smile. The girl promptly removed her thumb from her mouth and asked the question I'm sure other customers have been itching to ask for decades. How old are you, mister? Her mother gasped and delivered the best smile she could muster at Slim. My eyes grew wide as I looked from the girl to Slim to the mother and back around again. The seconds ticked by like minutes before Slim reached behind the counter and produced a picture frame that he held down for the girl to read. What number does that does it say there, Slim asked the girl, pointing a slender finger near the top of the frame. The girl, beginning to show fear, looked to her mother for assistance. She couldn't yet read numbers. Her mother lifted a pair of reading glasses she wore around her neck to her eyes, and they widened as she looked at what Slim pointed to. I am so sorry, Slim, the woman said, grabbed her daughter's arm, and promptly walked away quickly. I could still hear her daughter asking her mother what was wrong as they crossed the street against the light, cars honking as they skidded to a stop. By the time I looked back at Slim, he had already put away the frame and my hope of knowing if he really was as old as he claimed. 
What do you want? He asked, startling me so much I simply pointed towards the magazine rack behind him. As he turned to see what I was pointing at, another woman bumped into me. Please, Slim, you have to help me. I promise I'm good for it, she said hysterically. But Slim continued to look amongst the rack of magazines, ignoring the begging woman. Which magazine did you say you wanted? He asked me, but I was too distracted to answer. Please, sir, you tell him for me, would you? Tell him I'm good for it. Tell him you know me, she said and grabbed at my arm. I could feel her fingers digging deep as I tried to free myself from her. Hold. Ingrid, unhand my paying customer. I told you once already, if you can stay away for a full month, I will give you what you need. It hasn't even been a week. Now get out of here. If I catch you harassing my customers again, I'll give you what you deserve instead. The woman instantly let go of my arm and without a word, she vanished. Slim handed me the magazine I wanted, never asking me which it was, almost like he knew already. He smiled at me and I felt a chill down my spine. It's better when they need you, isn't it? Then he winked at me, but it wasn't anything like when he did the same to the little girl, and I left before I found myself asking for something else we both knew I wanted. The end. I want to thank you for listening to my Friday Fiction short story, and to let you know how you can keep in touch with me while you're waiting for my next episode, sign up for my email newsletter. I promise I only send an email on the first of every month, and it includes everything you need to discover just what I'm up to. Visit www.eldrayton.com today for details. On the first Saturday of every month, I host a Facebook live stream where you can watch me while I read every Friday fiction I've written the previous month, including the one you've just finished listening to. Follow my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Erica L. Drayton. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My username is Erica Drayton. Until next month, This is E.L. Drayton signing off.